This is Rick Lee James, and the music you are hearing is from my new album, Thunder. The title track, Thunder, is a never-before-released song by the late Rich Mullins. There are also 12 other tracks made up of original music, hymns, and readings to guide the listener on a journey. You can buy Thunder today on clear vinyl and CD, or stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, and almost every other music streaming service. Thunder, hear it today at rickleyjames.com. This episode of Voices in My Head is brought to you by Podbean. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. Visit podbean.com voices to find out more. That's podbean.com voices. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I'm your host, Rick Lee James, and I thank you for being here for another great conversation today. Carrie Pomeroli is a national headlining stand-up comedian who has worked with everyone from Jay Leno, Jim Carrey, Sherry Shepard, Carol Channing, and Jerry Lewis. She's been featured on The Tonight Show 29 times, Comedy Central, ABC, and more. She is a popular TV host, actor-celebrity correspondent for Showbiz Tonight, and currently writing films for the Hallmark Channel, and an out-of-the-closet Christian in Hollywood. As a sought-after comedian living in Hollywood, Carrie understands the pressure to keep up impossible standards and present a perfect image. In her book, which we'll be discussing today, Confessions of a Proverbs 32 Woman, How I Went from Messed Up to Blessed Up Without Changing a Single Thing, from Harvest House Publishers, Carrie turns the notion of perfection on its head and bravely shares the messiness of her life in her trademark witty style. She delves into the struggles of the modern woman, tired of trying and failing to live up to Pinterest-looking, airbrushed, and insta-filtered real-life models, telling her she's not quite good enough. Carrie discusses and encourages readers with two things they can hold on to for longer than their smartphone, genuine self-awareness and humble God-awareness. She stopped by for a visit today here on Voices in My Head, and I'm so pleased that she has. Carrie Pomeroli, welcome to Voices in My Head. So, by the way, that's the best title of a show. (laughs) 
ever. <laughs> I'm stealing it. Thank you. Well, feel free. Yeah, I get a lot of good compliments about that. I'm so. stealing it. I'm like, that should be my next book. Voices at my head and things I should not write down in public. <laughs> yeah, That's perfect. Things they tell me. I love it. I lo- How'd you come up with that name? Well, I really, I, I'm a musician by trade and I, I really love Great. talking about music. So it, it has a lot to do with the music that we discuss on this podcast, but I didn't want to be just confined to music because I love books, I love movies, I love all kinds of even things that are going on with news sometimes. So I figured it would help me not to be confined to any just one area and I could talk about things that were speaking to me with people who were speaking to me. So, so I have um, this father, he's he's great. He has a record collection that he started in the 1950s and he has over 12,000 albums. Wow. So I was raised with music trivia. I mean, you could say, I mean, the most random, the only way it's ever going to pay off if it's as if I am on Jeopardy, because you could be like, what is a Roger Whitaker song? And what are all the words to ABBA? I mean, like random Bill Haley and the Comets, like Willie Nelson, eclectic, doesn't even begin to explain like all the music I was exposed to. And it's all in my head. Speaking of voices in my head. Yeah. So I don't know how that's ever going to pay off someday, but it's all up there. That's amazing. Well, man, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. it sounds like your dad would, would have been a fun guy to, to hang out with and listen to records with, for sure. He He's cool. Now, what kind of music do you play? Uh, I play mostly original Christian music, and, and I lead worship at my church and uh, do, do a lot of worship music, things like that. So, yeah. And who are your musical influences, Christian oh, or secular? My goodness, I've I've got so many. Um, as far as like in the worship realm, I, I really love the music that Paul Belash has done over the years. Just when it comes to like leading music for congregations, mm-hmm. uh, but I find that I have so many musical styles out outside of that that I really enjoy. And a lot of secular artists are who I really listen to. Um, I, I love guitar players like John Mayer. I love. Uh, well, you know what? We could go on about me for a while, but I want to go on about you <laughs> tonight. Okay. You, well, I have you, a joke in my sneaky. act that I like to listen to music with my kids, yeah. but I tell them that everything's Christian, like Bon Jovi, they think is a worship band, you know, yeah, like exactly. lay your hands on me, living <laughs> on a prayer. Yeah. Um, but yes, we can talk about me. What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, you have this great new book out. Actually, two new books, which we were talking about just before yeah. the show. And I love the title, by the way, because I'm not sure if Thanks. most people realize that, that there are only 31 Proverbs. Proverbs. <laughs> so you have this book about uh, being a, a Proverbs 32 woman. So I wonder if we could start this way. Uh, tell us, what is a Proverbs 32 woman, and, well, and why are you talking about that? And why is there – well, it's me, basically. Years <laughs> ago in my comedy act, I was like, Lord, I read Proverbs 31, and I don't plow, and I don't rise early, and I don't <laughs> gather my food from afar. I get takeout, you know. And I always was like, this Proverbs 31 woman is stressing people out. I'm never going to be her. So I started the resistance, you know, and I was like, Proverbs 32 woman. And my devotional is called Proverbs 32 woman. She rises late and her kids make her breakfast. And I always felt like there was more of us than her, you know. And so um, I wrote a letter at the beginning of this book to the Proverbs 31 woman in heaven, an email. And I was like, listen, sister, can we talk? Because I don't understand what, like, what does God want of us? And it was sort of a fictional take on what would the proverb she help us? And how, you know what I mean? Like, how could we learn really what did God 
mean? And the lessons that I keep going back to in my own life are grace, 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 grace. And so that's why one of the hashtags for the book is hashtag hot mess for Jesus, because I always have felt like, hey, I love Jesus with all my heart, but I'm not making crockpot farm to table meals and I'm not breastfeeding <laughs> children, you know? And so I was like, even in the Christian world, I feel like a fish out of water. Yeah. But then I started talking to women all over and they're like, oh no, I, I feel the same way. I can't even look at Instagram because I feel so unworthy. So a lot of the subjects in the book are heavy subjects like depression, like loneliness, like mm. family, like divorce, like whatever. And what does God really have to say? And it's not about this one chapter in the Bible. It was just sort of a jumping off point. But I did have fun exploring that relationship. Yeah. Um, if she could talk, what would she, what would she say? I think, and you know, there was a lot of nuggets that I learned through writing the book. Certainly, well, that's a brilliant idea, and I, I really, when I first heard it, I thought, wait, are there thirty two? <laughs> and then, yeah, it went on from there. But yeah, sure. what a, what a great way to be able to kind of talk about the images that we don't quite live up to, but we feel pressure to live up to sometimes. And, and uh, I read, I read a lot of books, and I try. Now I'm doing more audible. And I was just like, every time I write a book, it's because I feel like the book that I want to read isn't out there. And there's mm. a lot of books that are serious and they're mm. women and they're churning their own butter and like, you know, all this <laughs> or like these Christian women that write books on weight loss and they actually lose the weight. I'm like, dang it. How dare you be so skinny, Lisa Turkers, you know, and, um, I'm just like, I can't, like, what about the rest of us that are, like, on the floor doing the ugly cry, like, looking for candy underneath the bed, you know, like, where's that book, you know, where's the book that's like, I got Botox, I'm going to hell, (laughs) uh, like, these are real chapters, and so I think a lot of women have found my voice to be one that's similar to theirs, not that there's anything wrong with serious books and all that, Mm -hmm. But um, and I'm not celebrating failure, but I'm celebrating the spot of not being finished because we're never going to be done. And a lot of the Christian world throughout the ages has said, you know, falsely, we have to have it all together for God Mm -hmm. to love us. And we both know, right, that's a complete lie. Yeah. So um, it's been fun. I've I've had a lot of fun hearing what people thought about it. And guys are reading it, too, which cracks me up. Well, that's terrific. Well, it's. And, you know, speaking of guys reading, I, I want to ask you also about the devotional book that goes along with it, because also a brilliant title, and you mentioned it uh, quickly, but it, it's She Rises Late and, and Her Kids Make Her Breakfast, uh, Devotions for the Prol- sorry Proverbs 32 Woman. Uh, the title also crack, cracks me up, but I was wondering, are those devotionals something that can be read together with your family, or are they best suited for, like, just not- personal use? No, they're not about like mammograms and stuff. Okay. Like, it's, like I, I wrote about the movie Rocky. I mean, I don't, there's nothing off limits. I got an LL Cool J song in there. It was really funny because my editor's like, you have to buy the lyrics oh. to all these 80s songs that you're referencing. I was like, no, I don't. I'm just going to shorten the reference and like be like a, an artist formerly known as Prince, you know. <laughs> but uh, I wrote about baseball and I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, I was writing with women in mind, but um, it's been funny. Like, there's been some dudes that have been like, I stole this book off my wife's uh, on, on my uh, Amazon. Review. I stole this book off my wife's uh, bedside table because I thought it was funny and now I can't put it down. And I'm like, mm. that's awesome. But uh, groups have been reading it, uh, you know, like just fun book clubs and stuff like that. The devotional is a 60 day 
Devo. And then the other book is more like longer chapters and they all have discussion and Bible references and questions and all that good stuff. Terrific. Well, that's good to know because I think that's right now, especially when, you know, most of the country and, and a lot of the world is at home together so much. I think families are looking for some things that they can maybe share together devotionally in that way. So so we recommend that uh, to people, especially in this time. What a weird time we're in, huh? I just I mean, we're in California. I'm like, we may be locked down to two thoughts. I was funny. You're in Ohio. And I'm mm-hmm. like, your governor, it's cool. He's trying to get it going again. And I'm like a comedian who travels and I need people yeah. to do my job. So I was like, okay, Lord, well, at least I can go to Ohio and Georgia, and Alabama yeah. for comedy. And, you know, I just want to, I want to work again. I'm doing virtual shows, which is fun, Yeah. but it's not the same doing stand-up comedy and you can't hear the laughter. Yeah. Well, I, I've experienced the same thing. I've, I've got a, uh, an endorsement with a guitar company called Breedlove and they had me do a concert for them right at the beginning of when we all started locking down, you know, from home. Right. And there's something so different that it's great to be able to play online, like you said, but you really thrive off of the energy of a room, you know, and, and it's hard to... I'm telling jokes I to silence. I mean, literally silence. I'm like, you know the one about the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sure you're enjoying this one at home. I mean, you have no concept of, uh, I, you know, luckily I've been pulling in other comedians on some of my shows and having some banter. Yeah. Because, and my friend Bob Smiley's like, this girl said hi to me in the grocery store and I did my act for 10 minutes. You know? It's yeah. just like comedians, we need attention. We need an audience. Definitely. Well, I hope that that opens up for you soon. I and I miss it too. Uh, just week after week, it feels like it's it's very hard um, being away from people for sure. But well, you, you guys know, are starting to open things slowly, but we surely. Are. We are, but I notice that people are very cautious, uh, which I think they should be right now. But I often right. wonder, like, I wonder when the next time will be that I do a concert because people aren't just chomping at the bit to run out and, you know, go see somebody in a show with a room full of people they don't know. <laughs> so, uh, But then I feel like there's going to be a resurgence of that desire once yeah. everybody calms and feels like, I don't know what it's going to be. Is it a vaccine or whatever, like where we feel safe? But we need the arts. I mean, yeah. that's my hope and prayer is that we need the arts and we need, you know, music and comedy and all those things. So uh, we may be working more. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that's my prayer. Let's let's hope for that for sure. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something you've mentioned here tonight. And I know that just before we started recording, you said you have a show online that you're doing mm-hmm. right now. And I think mm-hmm. you said you're doing it through Zoom. Um, is that something that the general public is able to, to jump on and see you? And because you're talking about yes, the shows you're yes, doing, what's yes. the best way for people to, to check oh. you out in these shows? Well, people can put in my name. Carrie, if it's in your show notes, uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Pomeroli. And if they put my name in the internet, my Facebook's going to pop up. My Instagram's going to pop up. Proverbs32woman.com, they can put in. If you're following me on Facebook or Instagram, most 99% of my shows are free to the public. We've been doing some shows where we ask for donations for first responders and, you know, things like that. But, uh, and people are booking me. Like if there's anybody out there that there's churches that said, you know, we want to do a show for our, congregation will you come Mm -hmm. do a live a live facebook live so that's been sustaining me um financially somewhat um in these hard times so if anybody's listening and you want a birthday party comedy show or or what have you but so i've been doing live interactive 
shows. I've actually been doing something that's really fun with my roommate and my kids called Family Comedy Game Night, and we play like a trivia game with our audience out there. And um, so we're just trying to be flexible in this time of how can I still entertain. And, you know, the best thing about it is I do these shows and I still do an altar call. Mm -hmm. I still do prayer, you know, and I'm like, we're still we're still moving ahead with the gospel as much as we can. Well, I appreciate you you doing that, and I, I think we're all looking for ways to, to be able to creatively still be with each other, even though we're apart in these right. times, for sure. And You know, last night, I, I felt like, I was telling you before the show, we had flash floods all around us last night, right. and, and even in our neighborhood, there was just a river going through in front of our house, cars getting caught, and I felt like... Do you just feel like the planet's trying to evict you sometimes? I mean, between floods. Like, Jesus, and... <laughs> Jesus, are you coming? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm cool if Jesus comes because then my bank account won't matter. So then that's, it's all good. That's exactly right. But then I, you know, I saw neighbors, you know, coming out to try to help this poor person that was trapped in their car and the floods right, just it, going right, over. Yeah. And so it's it's amazing the way there's encouraging things going on that I think we're seeing each other. We we really do want to be together uh, when we can. So I'm glad to see that you're doing that and finding ways to connect with people and be able to do the family game nights and things like that and you're obviously a very creative person with a lot of great ideas you can tell that just from your book titles but well uh, thank you I'm, I'm just trying to i'm a single mom with two kids and trying to make it work out here in california so yeah well, let's talk about that a minute, because I know that you, you write about that some in your book, and I know that mm-hmm. time yep. is always a struggle for all of us, no matter who we are and, and what state of life we're in. And I find it very interesting that even though many of us are home a lot of the time now, we're still running out of time uh, to do things. Um, I know, right? It's, it's crazy. Like I, I feel like, because I work at a church part-time, too, and we haven't had, like, church services inside but i have been you know it's scientists could try to figure out how with an empty building and you know services not happening in the building how we're working three times harder than we ever did before right Um, but it's amazing but speaking of the struggle of time like how do you encourage any parents who might think that they don't have enough time in their day for for god and then for taking care of their children and homeschool all these things that are going on right um, now well, the first thing is you need to learn how to do your children's handwriting so you can help them cheat on their homework. And that's really <laughs> a lot of time. Like when I found out my third grader was almost getting all A's, I was like, you better give me a certificate. All right. You need like I did that crossword puzzle. <laughs> um, but I think letting go of the stress, like, for example, my school is really hard. My kid's school is it's yeah. really academically they're They're just on point. They're Christian school and they're, the kids are you know, paying tuition. So they're like, we're going to do all these zoom classes. We're going to do all these YouTube videos and da, da, da. Well, it didn't work for me to do these zoom classes. It just didn't work. And I had to let go of my guilt because it was optional, but like you can do the work at home and I had to let go of my guilt and go, okay, so I could spend, I could sit here in front of a zoom from nine to 12 every day. And like, that's three hours of my day that I have to sit there or I can time manage a little bit better and do the work with her. So I think it's letting go of the guilt that you're not doing it right because nobody has the secret sauce. We watch a lot of movies. We eat a lot of sugar. Like it's okay. My kids are definitely on technology. They're not going to die. I mean, I'm not saying that they're watching inappropriate things or on technology all the time, but there's still these rules, right? Like you're not a good parent. You have to have screen time limits. Well, 
sure. But right now you got to loosen up a little bit because kids are going to remember this time. Was mom happy? Was dad have a smile on his face or were they freaking out, stressed out? And why am I getting stressed out over third grade math? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's letting yourself have some more grace. Well, that's good to know because we're we're struggling over first grade math with our son. Plus, my wife is a teacher, so it's it seems like some days it has been all day nothing but school. You know, just from her trying to figure out how to teach her class yeah. from afar, yeah, and then yeah. me trying to figure out. You know, both of us really trying to teach him. So I I think you're right. It's good uh, that we kind of give ourselves a little bit of a break in the midst of this because th- these are extraordinary times for sure when there's a lot of stress. Thank you. Do what you have to do, and it's okay. Like, I have a daughter who uh, has an individual IEP. So, like, she, I, I, and it's caused me to really see her strengths and see her um, weaknesses and how do I work around those. And I realized that what I've learned is she's very, very smart, but her handwriting is not caught up to her brain. So, I have no guilt that I help her write. The teachers know, you know that I'm helping her write some things. And like back in the day, I was like, well, let me make that look messy. Like she wrote it, (laughs) but I'm like, who cares? Like, you know, she's very smart. She knows the answer to these questions, but her hand skills are not caught up to. So what? So write the stupid answers for the nine year old and turn it in. Like, it's okay. So I think we're just putting all this stress on ourselves. Like these kids are not going to get into Harvard if they, you know, don't write their book reports correctly. So, I think it's coping mechanisms without guilt. Yeah. Well, that's good advice, I think. And, and it's it's we, we put a lot of weight on the kind of people we need to be and especially the kind of parents we need to be. But you're right. Will they remember how much we love them and uh, what our attitudes were during this time? So, um, you know, you, these books are, are fascinating and, and your shows. I want to say congratulations, by the way, too, because you've been writing as I've been reading for the, the Hallmark Network. And thank and you. That's thank pretty you. that's a pretty great thing. Uh, and I just commend anyone who you're you're doing some things on on a level that is much higher than a lot of us are able to do at times. And I just think it's wonderful to to see uh, Christians who have embraced that, that they don't have to be necessarily in the, um, how we call it, the quote-unquote, like, labeled a Christian whatever, but you're actually doing good work and just letting your faith show because of you're doing good work. And I, think I mean, I don't think we should have the Christian McDonald's, like, and the, like, the burgers are saved by grace. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, are you a Christian plumber? I mean, I feel like a Christian comedian. But, um, and, oh, People ask me, oh, uh, the Hallmark Channel, I'm so excited, but I've been out here 20 years, and I'm mm. just starting to write for the Hallmark oh, Channel. Wow. So if anybody's listening and they have aspirations about how do you do that and how do you make it in Hollywood or, or anywhere, I think it's the tenacity, the staying power, and not quitting, and mm. saying, if God is really for me, um, who can be against me, but like really just not giving up and saying, God, I believe that I'm called. I believe there's a place for me, whether it's worship music or writing for TV or anything and going, you're going to find a way, but I am so grateful. I'm just always grateful for Hallmark hiring me, you know, but believing that God put me there, you know? Yeah. 
Well, you know, while we're on the subject of, of things that we watch on TV, I'm fascinated that you were you had been on the Tonight Show 29 times, which is a, a lot yeah. for anybody, I would think. I'd just love to ask you because I've honestly never had anyone sure. uh, to have a conversation with about being on the Tonight Show before. Oh, uh, it's so much fun. I mean, it was amazing. Like, I, Jay Leno was my guy. I was on it before um, – before Fallon and I mean you would just show up and like John Travolta would be in the hallway like wow. I mean it's that kind of vibe or we'd be doing a sketch comedy and then they're like it's Isaac from the love boat you know and you're in a sketch <laughs> with Isaac from the love boat so it was just a joyful set yeah. he's really kind I don't know if there's anything you can ask me if you have any specific questions oh no you're that's just kind of what I was wondering what's what's it like when it's your first time because I know that for comedians especially that is such a badge of honor that well, you was, you kind of made I was it doing um, I was doing sketch I did sketches I mm -hmm. never did stand-up because by the time I started stand-up I wasn't on like the show had transitioned but my first episode I was in the dressing room and like next door to me is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck you know and I'm 20 <laughs> years old and I'm like this is my soulmate you know but I got <laughs> watch Matt Damon do his first interview in the green room with standing next to Ben Affleck and Ben Affleck was like a kid and he was so excited for his best friend to be on the Tonight Show and now sure. they're superstars yeah. but I was there for that moment or like George Stephanopoulos' wife her name is Allie and you know we were in a sketch together so sometimes I see people that I've come up with and uh, they're doing really well you know in the entertainment industry and it's hard it, it, to be honest, sometimes we have those moments of like, oh, Lord, I wish I was, quote unquote, further up that ladder or in a different place. My friend just got an HBO special or hmm. and then I go, well, you know what? I do shows and I pray for people and they get saved. So yeah. there's nothing to compare that that's where God wants me. Not that I can't do HBO and not that I can't have the same success. But the one thing I can tell the listeners is that people that have worldly Hollywood fame and success, that is absolutely 100% not on the happy meter, mm -hmm. a, a denominator for them being happier people. It's yeah. probably less so. I've seen so many celebrities miserable, like drinking and addictions. And, and what you see is not always the reality. I mean, like, let's just be real, but... There are good people out there, Henry Winkler and John Travolta and Jim Carrey and all these wonderful people that I've gotten to, to meet, some of the kindest people, Jay mm -hmm. Leno, the kindest people. I really feel like kind people succeed, you know, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of talk. You might see somebody in a movie and 10 years later, like they never did another movie. I'm like, well, they were a jerk and mm -hmm. they didn't want to work with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you hear that story quite a bit from, you know, and, and the ones that really make an impression on people are the very human people. And I've, I've heard that about those people that you listed, especially like Henry Winkler so many times of just what a, a truly genuine human being he is to people. And so I'm glad to hear that. Leno, you can't beat it, you know, and it's interesting. I have to giggle a little bit because there's a lot of like press about some of the talk show hosts like lately not being so nice and behind mm -hmm. the scenes and. They aren't with, and part of me is like, yeah, let them have it. Like, let the truth be told. Like, let them, cause some of them I know, like, uh -huh. I know, but they're not very nice. And so I was like, man, let them, like, don't let them fake it anymore. Like, let the nice ones get all the credit. Like, Jimmy Fallon and, and, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon and, um, oh my gosh, Kimmel, like, nice, nice, nice. Seth Myers, nice, nice. Uh, James Corden, nice, nice, nice. Like, you want those guys to succeed, you yeah. know? Like, I for them, um, I root for the Christians. I, my, friend Candace mm -hmm. Cameron you know like she's a real Christian and mm -hmm. I root for her 
because I'm like, that's our team, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting world out here. It's, it's, it's pretty comical. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the good work that you're doing and you've said a lot of good things. I wish we had actually more time because there's so much well, in please your Please invite in me back. I yeah. Love I would love to be back on your show anytime. I will definitely do that. Well, listeners, I, I want to remind you again of these great books that have just released by Carrie Pomeroli today. And you're going to be able to find links uh, to all of her things. I'm going to make sure we have them on our site with this show, which uh, will be at VoicesInMyHeadPodcast.com. And you can also go to the, the many sites that she mentioned tonight. She's If you look her up on uh, everywhere, you know how to do it. You just type yeah, something I'll in on Google. Like Facebook. You've got my name in. It'll <laughs> all come up. Right? Carrie Pomeroy, and she has a great website with a lot of great references on too. And and by the way, I wanted to say because one of your references is is, is uh, an actress from one of my all time favorite movie, The Birds. Um, that oh my is, God, Tippi yeah, Hedren. Tippi Hedren. I was like, Tippi Hedren recommended okay, you. It's so amazing. I did. I I did this show, and she was there, and she was like, "You are a very funny girl." And yeah. I was like, "I'm writing it down." I know that wasn't like on paper, but she walked by me. <laughs> She was in my audience. She's like, you're quite funny. And I was like, oh, can I use that? That's like a quote. I'm legit. Like you said that to me, right? Um, yeah, but like meeting people like her and like Carol Channing and, you know, people like that that are icons. You're just yeah. sort of, I mean, my daughter, I'm like, well, the Jonas Brothers used to open for me. And she's like, whatever, mom. That's when they were like five. <laughs> but um, that's not as impressive as meeting people like like in my line of work, Yeah, you know, to meet Pat Boone and and work with him and yeah. Carol Channing just to be with her for five minutes and you know spend time with her is, is pretty cool. You know, and I, I just in in closing today, you know, people always say never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed by them. But you know, in my life, I I must have been lucky because I've just got to meet so many wonderful people over the years that have been heroes to me. And it sounds like you've had a lot of those good experiences too, just with people that you've mentioned. Well, um, in your in your line of work, I'll, I'll leave you with one funny story because you're a worship leader, right? Mm-hmm. So I was not raised on Christian music. Um, I was raised on secular, like, as you know, what you name it, but not unless I had Amy Grant on Guarded. Okay. That was like my only Christian. <laughs> but, um, so I got to host part of the Christian gospel music awards, right? Okay. It's like the Grammy Christian. And of course, Amy Grant was in my front row and I stopped the show and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love you. And she's like, yeah, just get on with the jokes, please. <laughs> So I was hosting, Kirk Franklin was hosting, and I knew who Kirk Franklin was because mm -hmm. I go to a, a mixed uh, race church, so I mm -hmm. knew him. But I really don't know. I'll, back, this was late 90s. I didn't know. A, no, it was not the late 90s. I apologize. It's like 2008. Okay. Sorry. So I don't know. I still, it was a long time ago. My, my brain is foggy. So <laughs> That's all right. I didn't know a lot of these big shots, like, you know, so I remember I was at the buffet table on the green room and this guy was like really cool. He's like really nice. And he leans over the chick and he's like, you're hilarious. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, whatever. And I'm like, cool. And, um, he's like a normal dude. And, uh, he's like, oh yeah. I'm like, are you a singer? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you have a band? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what's it called? He's like casting crowns. I'm like, cool. Good for you. Like, good luck to you. I hope you make it. And then it was the lead singer of Casting <laughs> <laughs> He was getting like a lifetime achievement award. And he was so cute. He goes, I know I look like the manager, right? I look like the manager. <laughs> 
But uh, like, it's funny. I work with these guys, and I don't know who they are. And then later, I'm like, oh, you're like famous, right? They're so humble. <laughs> That's terrific. Well, I, I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. What a great story to end on tonight. So, well, Carrie yeah. Pomeroli, thank you for Fight being I anytime. Uh, anytime. You, you're always welcome here for sure. This has been a great time. Well, as I say to my guests every week, Carrie Pomeroli, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. <laughs> Thank you for joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.